Well, if you'd like to go ahead and open your Bibles to the book of Matthew, we'll be looking there in just a moment. I want to go ahead and say uh, how, how thankful I am to be here with you this evening um, and, and how wonderful it was to, to witness in between services the power of God uh, and His ability to scare the lights out of someone with lightning and thunder uh, as I thought our house maybe was collapsing down on top of me with the, the storm that came through just a, a few hours ago. But witnessing the power and the, the, the might of that thunder, it, it reminds us of the power and might of the God that we serve. Uh, but there's attributes about Him that don't seem to be uh, at all, all the times in our lives, they don't seem to match up with the idea of power. Uh, and the attribute of, of His great love and His mercy and grace kind of fly, flies, flies in the face of, of what we view as power today. And I wanted to think about that for a little while this afternoon as we, as we spoke. And I, I will say we're going to be brief this afternoon considering we do have a men's meeting and I try to, I try to be mindful of, of such things. But I want to discuss some things, uh, or I should say we will be discussing some things that are pertaining to the work that goes on here at Lake Street uh, in that meeting. And so I believe it's very good to remind ourselves at a time like this of a couple of thoughts that were brought up in our recent gospel meeting. Uh, you'll remember uh, with Josh McKibben and Jay Dixon and Mike Estes all touched just a little bit on, on the topic that we're going to look at here in just a moment. If you want to turn over to Matthew chapter 5. This is Jesus' great Sermon on the Mount, and in which He repeatedly calls the Israelites to truly follow God's Word instead of twisting God's Word to meet their own desires. Now, there were those who viewed themselves as following God's Word, and those who had kind of pumped themselves up as the, the, the great knowers of God's Word, but they were guilty of having twisted that to, to fit the things that they wanted it to fit and to make them feel the way they wanted them to feel. And he starts off this sermon with what we often call the Beatitudes today. And I wanted to note verse 9. In the Beatitudes, Matthew chapter 5, verse 9, he says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Now the world doesn't agree with that statement. The statement we just read, by and large, the world does not agree with the idea that peacemakers are the ones that are going to be rewarded. That kind of flies in the face of our thinking. All too often is those who are successful in waging war and conflict. They are the ones that gain from the reward. We see that in, in various ways in dictators and in revolutionists, in, in gangsters and in bullies. We see that, that those who, who are, are good at violence or those who are good at, at assertiveness and pushiness, they are the ones that are rewarded and it's because oftentimes, those people get what they want. They get that which they desire. We have a dog. Um, we have a, a one and a half year old puppy. And, and as sweet as she can be, she is one of the most frustrating creatures on earth because she just doesn't understand sometimes the things that she does, how dangerous they are. See, she likes to dig out of the backyard. And if we make it to where she can't dig out of the backyard. She likes to break through the chain link fence. But she loves to get out and to run, whether it be the neighbor's cat, she's seen it crossing the front yard, 
or somebody out walking their dog, or, or quite honestly, maybe I think just smelling the flowers down the road. She wants to get out and she wants to explore. And when she does these things, she is doing something that is called a self-rewarding habit. Because you see, we're not there when that happens. We're not outside watching her when she sneaks out. So we're not there to discipline her. So in her mind, she acts in such a way, she has this behavior, and the result of that behavior is, I get what I want. I see the dog. I want to follow the dog. I escape the yard. And I get to make friends with this strange dog. So, so we see this, this sort of, in her mind, I'm being rewarded for my behavior. The world thinks often in this same way. If I'm obstinate enough, if I'm violent enough, if I'm loud enough, I'll get what I want. And because I get what I want, that reinforces what I'm doing, and so I'm going to keep doing it because I want to get what I want. But Jesus here stands in opposition to that very thought. He lifts up and He glorifies the peacemakers, teaching that it is they who will truly be rewarded. They shall be called sons of God. Now, he's not here this afternoon for me to pick on him, but Ryder, when people see him, they say, that's the son of Kyle Blevins. And it's because we look very, very similar. We have a very close resemblance in our image. Why do you think people will be called sons of God? Why do you think peacemakers will be called sons of God? Because they are very, very close in resemblance to the image of of God. God is a peacemaker. Let's think about that for a moment. Let's think about that in light of the imagery that we see revolving around the Son of God, Jesus. Jesus came to bring peace between man and God. Mankind was at odds with God because of our sin. We learned about this over and over again in the book of Romans. Paul is bringing this up. Romans chapter 6, verse 23, he tells us the wages of sin is death. Romans chapter 3, verse 23, he says all have fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned. And Romans chapter 8, verse 7, he says the carnal mind, the fleshly mind, it is enmity against God. Sin had put us in contention with God. And with that in mind, let's think about what Ephesians chapter 2 says. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 2 and verses 17 through 19. It says, And he came and preached peace to you, the he here being Jesus. He came and preached peace to you who were afar off, and to those who were near. And through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Paul is saying, Jesus has become our peace. He is our peace in this world. He has brought peace between the enmity of God and man. He has brought peace to, to close the gap and bring us near to the Father that was so far separated us because of our warring with Him. But if we look back just a little bit, we find out that that's not the only peace that He brought. In verse 14, He is talking primarily here about the Gentiles and the Jews. He calls them the, the uncircumcision and the circumcision. And he says in verse 14, He Himself is our peace who, is both, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation having abolished in the flesh, in His flesh, the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances so as to create in Himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. So we see that Jesus 
As the image of God, the Son of God, creating peace on this earth, He came first to bring peace between God and man, drawing us near to God because we had put ourselves in contention and at war against Him. But then He also draws mankind closer together. That is why we are called later on in the same chapter, in the same book, to walk in unity with one another, walk in love and light and wisdom. And that's why Paul would tell the Colossians in Colossians chapter 3, verse 11, there's no longer any difference between Greek and Jew and, and circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, free. They are all at peace because Christ is all and in all. And then let's think about that phrase, sons of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they should be called sons of God. Maybe to get a better picture of this, we should consider what is said over in Revelation chapter 21. Revelation chapter 21 and verse 7. Here he says, He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. A few different translations. The NIV says those who are victorious. The ESV says those who conquer. And the CEV, the common uh, the contemporary English version, says all who win the victory. Now, I want us to think about the, the phrasing he uses here. Those who are overcoming, who are victorious, who are conquering and winning. Does that really sound like peacemakers? Because see, Jesus said peacemakers be called sons of God. And now we're learning that those who are overcoming and victorious and, and conquering, they shall be sons of God. But when you remember the people that he's talking to are a people who are being brutally killed for trying to tell other people about Christ. There are people who are, being, who are being thrown out of their homes and losing all of their possessions and splitting up of their families and, and setting themselves at odds against the world because they want to tell other people about the peace that God has sent into the world through Christ. Yes, this is a vivid picture of what a peacemaker is. You see, a peacemaker first tries to bring peace between man and God. The only way to do that is to reveal to them the cost of sin. The cost of sin for them, as Paul did in Romans, the cost of sin for God, as John mentioned, as is mentioned in John chapter 3. It brings death. It costs God His only Son to offer peace from it. But a peacemaker then brings peace between men. Remembering that Christ is uh, that in Christ there is no this is my way and that is your way. There is no this is my people and that is that is your people. There is Christ and His church, and members submit to Him and submit to each other. And the local body submits to the leadership of that congregation. The family submits to the husband. All of these different things that we read, they're intended to bring peace. They are done to bring peace to a unpeaceful world. And lastly, we learn that a peacemaker's work isn't finished then until they are called home. Before Christ told those Christians, before those Christians learned that they needed to, to overcome, Christ told them, be faithful until death. The striving to overcome, and I, I think it's probably clear, but, but make no mistake, the overcoming of Revelation chapter 21 is the overcoming of temptation to sin. Overcoming of temptation to, to be at war. Overcoming of temptation to, to walk in any other way according, than, than according to the will of God. That's the overcoming they were called to. But that's striving to overcome. It doesn't end until we reach heaven. It doesn't end until our walk is over. And this afternoon, I want each and every one of us here to, to think about that and to make the decision that I'm going to be a peacemaker. 
Maybe you've never obeyed the Gospel. You are still outside of the peace of Christ. But this afternoon, you can be brought in through faith. You can be brought in through through obedience, through love of the Lord to repent of your old sins, be baptized, to be forgiven. But having done that, I want each of us to ask ourselves, have I been behaving as a peacemaker lately? Has the way that I've been walking highlighted the peace of Christ? A peace that tells the world of the relationship that they have with God and the hope and salvation that comes through Christ? A peace that treats all mankind that are within the body of Christ as truly part of that body. If we have not been doing that, we need to repent. We need to make the decision tonight that we will no longer walk in that path, but we will walk in the path that Christ has called us to follow. I hope each and every one of us will think about these things because this world is a world filled with strife. And it needs, it needs a little peace. And we can be that peace. We can be the light that is shining to them. So if there's anything that we can do this afternoon to help you in that walk, to help you to walk in peace with, with God, and to, to maybe you haven't been walking in peace with your brethren, but would, would desire the prayers of the saints here and the encouragement of the saints here to continue to do so, won't you please let me know right now. Come forward as we stand and as we sing.